Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and business as well. Do you know, Critic, I got Mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. The Why Watch That TV Talk. Oh, we've got a quick one for you, listeners. We have to talk about and say goodbye to a couple of shows for the season, and then we're going to say goodbye to a show. I don't know if I'm ready to do it, Critic. <laughs> but anyway, let's dip in and dip out. Devs has come, and it's gone, and it's it. That's it. Unless it's, you know, uh, Big Little Lies and says that it's limited it's coming back we we doubt it but you know Mm -hmm. we can doubt a lot of things i'll Um, tell you why when you're done yeah (laughs) devs is on okay listen it is on hulu but fx is producing it now just very quickly for our listeners if you didn't listen to our last episode we kind of had to explain this because i even got a hiccup FX on Hulu is now producing its originals. So like, you're like, well, wait a minute. Hulu has originals like Harlot and like, you know, Catch-22. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, remember, Hulu is basically owned by Disney at this point. And FX is under Disney. And so they have moved their original programming on to Hulu. And so this is the first, I believe, of that merging. So devs limited, but it's on Hulu via FX. Yes. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it is called FX on Hulu. These shows, this one, and then Mrs. America was the second one. Uh, so Hulu's yeah, still doing original programming. Just so they are outside of FX. Right. So that's why I call it FX on Hulu. Then you also get FX shows on Hulu. <laughs> so yes, this is yes, the whole thing. It's true. Yeah. It's true. It's true. But anyway, so devs, uh, the reason that we probably know, Ref, that this won't be coming back is because it is created, written, directed by Alex Garland, who does not like sequels. Period. Won't do it. Mm. Oh, 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 oh. Now, I will tell you, he is developing a different show that he wants to do with the same cast. Oh, wait, is this an anthology? Come on, you sneaky snakes. We don't know, but it will not be devs at all. 
Right. Because he his whole point is, if I'm going to tell a story, I'm going to tell the story and I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. No sequels. Because he did Annihilation, for in- instance, the movie, yes. which was a hit. Yeah. They yeah. wanted another one because it's based on a trilogy of books. And I'm reading that trilogy, of course. Oh. So, <laughs> but he won't do another one. Now he's like, look, another person can do it, but it won't be me. No, oh, boy. So now for devs. Uh, we mentioned this when it started. Um, Nick Offerman owns this company, uh, Amaya, uh, which is the name of his late daughter, young daughter. And if you watch the show, you'll see like a big statue of his daughter, which if I had to go to work with that, I wouldn't be going there. I'm just sorry. It, it, no. Very strange. So he has this uh, Amaya He's on the CEO of Amaya. What is Amaya about? It's a tech company in uh, the Bay Area. Okay. Uh, one of his employees is Lily Chan. And her boyfriend has just been promoted early on in, in the first episode to devs, which is a part of Amaya. The most secret, the most forward thinking, the most secure, the most advanced section of Amaya. Devs as in development. Development. Are they developing? And has something to do with causality. Mm. So by that, think about this. What would you be able to do if you understood cause and effect in total? What would that mean? If you could track the chain of cause and effect backward and forward, what would that be? Mm. Now, Lily's boyfriend gets in there, but does he last? And the outcome of his experience at Devs, which isn't long-lived, leads Lily down the rabbit hole into figuring out what's going on there. Now, she does have to deal with uh, Zach Grenier's character, Kenton, who's the head of security, who's very serious about his security. This is also also David Lee from The Good Wife of the Good Fight. So the same Mm. guy. So what's going on with him? Uh, there's also Allison Pill's character, who's really the right-hand person for Nick Offerman's character. She knows everything about devs and everything else. She's there with him in the meetings. She's his mouthpiece, almost. But why did he start this thing in the first place? Hmm. And in the end, what is the ultimate outcome is the question. Because the thing is, if you are, if you are determinist, which means this, whatever you do has been predetermined, set. You really do, you do not have any free will, none. It just feels like you do. So if that's the case, can you change anything? And if you change something, did it really change anything? And what in the world does devs really mean? That's the question. So this is something for all of the nerds out there. Uh Uh-oh. If you are a science nerd, this is your show. I have that side of me. My brother and I watched it. Did we always like love it? No, but it was always exploring something that allowed us to think through these thoughts, to go through, oh, what does this mean? What's the implication of that? Where are they going? So if this is your kind of thing where you like to explore the ideas of science, I would say watch Devs. It is a deliberately paced show. But I was always involved, even when it was slow, and I was kind of like, okay, where's the plot? They always had a way of making it interesting. If you don't have that nerdy part of you, stay far away. 
Well, you said Nick Offerman, right? Mm-hmm. Is this a comedy? No. Okay, so that is good. I think our listeners need to know that because we've come to expect certain things. Now, if you look at Nick Offerman's indie film work, we've seen two, The Hero and um, that music one. He's really uh, dipping more into his dramatic roles, but I think listeners don't go to um, Parks and Rec kind of of comedy. This is not... I, I got a sense of it, but we weren't really clear so i want to make sure our listeners aren't going oh i think i'll just pop on devs for a good laugh Mm -hmm. yeah there is not one joke okay okay so be yeah again i'll say it again if you don't have a nerdy sensibility stay far away all right well let's keep on the science track and go to Grey's anatomy which i you guys, Grey's Anatomy is older than my nieces and nephews. It's <laughs> the We're number the one show age. on ABC, Raph. Number one show on ABC. It's a miracle. I just want to, can Shonda Rhimes adopt me? Because that woman got it. She found a hit. Yeah. And um, of course, we're talking about season 16. It's already been renewed for season 17. But as you know, um, Hollywood is at a complete standstill. There are no productions going on. There's development happening, but there are no actual productions. And a lot of these shows, when things started to melt down a little bit in March, they were already doing some of the wrap-up filming and things of that nature of their season finales, which is, guess what, around this time and or a a couple weeks after that. So many shows would have still been in production. And unfortunately for Grey's Anatomy, were only given so many more ep- so many episodes where they had already ordered a, a, a certain batch were only getting you know uh, less than that but yeah. it's no worry it's Grey's Anatomy mm. they will figure it out they've got 16 years under their belts <laughs> um, but we still have Meredith mm. or Dewey bah, yes. bah, bah. <laughs> well, no. I just no I just remember she was like she did some jail time. Or oh I, yes. Like, yeah. What is exactly. happening here? Well, we've we've moved past all of that, of course. Okay. Okay. Uh, and we did get twenty-one episodes this season, so it's not like you know. That's good enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they did where they ended it. It still works. Okay. It still works. We end on a moment that everyone will remember. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Now, uh, and it actually has to do with memory, the moment. But anyway. Oh my gosh. So we do have Meredith. Yes, she had her legal troubles because she wanted to fraudulently give someone, uh, you know, health care. Okay. I mean, if you're going to commit a crime, that's the way to do it's it. It's not a bad crime commit. Yeah. Uh, but she, this caused a rift in the hospital. Uh, some people were fired by Miranda. Fired old mentor. <laughs> they go to Pack North. That other hospital ain't so good. <laughs> so can they revitalize it? Right, so Karev went there, Weber went there, he tried to recruit his daughter to go there, all of that. But his wife, Weber's wife, played by Debbie Allen, Catherine Fox, okay? She and he aren't getting along. So for some payback, she bought Pac North. Because remember, she owns Grayson Adams. They're, they're oh, that's hospital. right. Grace that's Sloan. Right. 
Yes. She bought Pack North and decided to do what she needed to do. No, Webber did not like this. Oh, I'm sure he did. No, there's a huge rift. And remember, he was developing this product that is coming to the point where he needs to show it to the world. He does. It doesn't go as planned, I'll put it that mm -mm, way. Mm -mm. Something happens to Richard Webber that's not good. Now, this leads to a rush in the entire hospital to try to help this man. Does he want to help? That's the question. It's Richard Weber. Okay? You don't tell him anything. Mm. I trained you. Mm. Now, what's Catherine Fox's reaction to this? And in the end, what's the resolution? Are they going on the path to divorce? It looks like that. Or does this give them a reprieve? Or is something else gonna happen? Oh boy. Now, we also have connected to Meredith is um, another, you know, DeLuca, Dr. DeLuca, who is, you know, he's getting older. He's now in charge of the interns. He's the head intern and so on. And he has a great mind for this kind of stuff. But we know from his family, his father had a mental issue around the age that DeLuca is now. So when DeLuca has a moment where he believes that a kid is actually being harmed by the supposed parent, he wants people to stop and protect this kid. But do they really need to protect the kid from him? Mm -hmm. And what are the repercussions of this? Because he's becoming more and more unhinged while brilliant. So that's the question. Now we know a little more than the doctors know about the situation, which led to some, uh, some uncomfortable things as a viewer. Now we do have Maggie Pierce, um, who is Richard Weber's uh, biological daughter. Uh, she and Jackson Avery, Richard Weber's wife's son, were an item. They are no longer. We had that whole kind of thing going on. Uh-oh. But when it comes to Maggie, there's something that happened that she did that she had to work through this season outside of Jackson. There's a mistake she made that will she ever be able to forgive herself? She took herself away from the hospital, locked herself away, leave me alone. Mm. This is a brilliant woman. Top surgeon maybe in the world, that kind of thing. One of the top mm. for uh, heart disease and you know cardiovascular stuff. Okay. Uh -huh. So what's the resolution of that? And so on and so forth. So we have all kinds of things going on. Um, we have relationships, of course. And the big one that I'll end with is Karev. Because for Karev, well, wait a minute. He's no longer with us. Now, oh. by that, I don't mean he's gone. Oh, uh, he's, off like, of, oh. he's off of the show. Because Justin Chambers, who played him for 16 seasons, left the show. Now, 16, come on. 16. Now, the way they did it is kind of like, was this planned? Because he disappeared. He was married to Joe Karev, who's still at the hospital. He goes away. She's like, where is he? He went to handle his some family business. In one, his farewell episode, we don't see him. He does a voiceover. They take oh. us back through his history. He explains where he's been and where he's staking. And it does involve a former character. Oh, no. He married Joe Karev, by the way. Left her high and dry. Why? For whom? That's the question. 
So in season 17, we'll certainly see what's going on with Richard Weber. That's the cliffhanger. Um, we're also going to see all of these relationships develop. There are new characters that have come in. Yeah. Um, you know, so we'll see how that develops as well. There, there are people who are pregnant and certain things happen to that. Somebody maybe gave birth who was the baby daddy. There are people supposed to be married, but maybe cheating with other people. Did they get caught? Oh, Lord, so, these doctors. You know, the soap <laughs> is still there in Grey's Anatomy. For most of the season, I still enjoyed it, Rep. Toward the end, there were a few episodes around the DeLuca stuff where I was like, maybe I need to stop watching this because they were meandering. But they quickly got it together in the end. Well done. Well, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Grace and Abby. You have been a faithful friend. <laughs> Something's coming to IGTV. Oh my gosh, I love IGTV. What? What? Well, it's something we're calling like this. Watch that. Ooh, that should be a hashtag. I bet it is. Shouldn't it though? Now, starting in March of 2020, you are going to get from us what we give you from podcast to podcast. If you like Braveheart, maybe you would watch 1917? <laughs> oh, oh, I get it. Like this. Watch what? that. That makes so much sense. But it seems like it's going to be a power-packed punch Ooh. of content that you can watch and sift through quickly to decide what you're going to watch tonight. Sounds good to me. I think I'll check it out. Uh, you know I will. <laughs> uh, let's end this with... Uh, a series finale. Yeah. Um, we will no longer be able to tune in every week, every year to Shit's Creek. Oh, oh shit. Oh, you said Creek. it. You said it. I did. I did. I did. And we did kind of give it its farewell on the last episode that we did, uh, just honoring it as we do some of the shows that we love. But uh, the critic and I got a chance to see the actual ending of the series, and we just briefly want to touch on that. Just note that Schitt's Creek is on Pop TV, but you can catch the first five seasons right now on Netflix. So if you're if you're really smart and you've been hearing about Schitt's Creek, and you know we're in this situation right now where you know most of us are at home. Uh, you know, most of the people in America are not essential workers, so we're at home. Why don't you tuck the kids away? I don't even know if you need to tuck the kids away. It's kind of like a maybe PG-14, I'd say. Yeah, um, yeah. If you got 14 and above, get your Netflix account ready. Go for it. It's only 22, 23 minutes per episode and about 13 to 14 episodes per season up to five on Netflix. And then you can go on pop right now and watch season, or excuse me, episode one through the end of the finale on pop right now. So you can totally finish it and it won't go away into like yeah. the world of limbo that, <laughs> that those shows go on until they can get right. to And you can uh, check uh, the pop app to know when that will expire. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would suggest you do that. You won't be sorry. 
That's right. So this is your baby, ref. So you tell us what in the world is going on. I mean, we have weddings. We have people Did moving. you not watch it? Did you watch Maybe, it? I do. Yeah, of okay, course. Good. You'll chime in. But this, okay, is, this is your baby. So you tell us because there are weddings. There are people moving away. Maybe people not moving away. All kinds of things like that. Bittersweet. Yes. And of course, a wedding. So, or mm-hmm. was there? Was there? Um, <laughs> where was so, it? Where, yeah, exactly. Where was the wedding? And was that really the place that it should be? <laughs> now, we have the um, Rose family. We have known and grown to love them. Yes, they are a privileged family who loses everything and have except. to move to Schitt's, except Schitt's Creek. Right. Schitt's <laughs> Creek is a town, a podunk town that, and I'm going to go through the top to the beginning because we get to do that. It's the series finale. Because mm-hmm. I feel or I feel like there's a couple listeners out there that have been dragging their feet mm-hmm. about Schitt's Creek and you're kind of like, oh, I don't know. Listen, we promise you, you will not be sorry. So this this family, they move from some posh place in California, I think Beverly Hills or some, some really nice place in California, to Schitt's Creek because the father, as a joke, bought the town for his son, David. Yes. And so that's the only place they had to go. So for the past six years, or six seasons... Yeah. They've been living in a motel in Schitt's Creek. Yes. yes. This posh family. So we've got the father. I want to say Eugene, but that's not his name. What's the dad's name? Um, uh, Johnny Rose. Johnny Rose and Moira. Oh. Married. Moira is an ex-soap star. Um, she was really big into the soaps, but, you know, star faded. But she doesn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do her wigs who are all her children. But she does have two live children. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, is uh, is David, mm-hmm. David Rose, and um, his sister, Alexa. Now, as we've experienced this season, I would say, honestly, there's been a lot of growth mm-hmm. in unexpected places. And we talked a little bit about that um, in our farewell we find that Moira, after doing her uh, movie Crows on Interflex, <laughs> is now unexpectedly back on the rising star. And her old uh, castmates and producer come back and say, hey, we're thinking about reviving that old soap and we only can do it if you're in it because basically you're the only one doing something with any kind of mojo right now. And Nicole Kidman's in it. And Nicole... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Nicole Kidman is in this soap opera revival. (laughs) Okay. But if we didn't talk about it, but her ex co-star couldn't have been a better castmate. It is Victor Garber. You have to check that out because they were not best friends. Mm. Well, how does that go? Because she makes some pretty high demands because in the back of her mind, she's thinking this is never going to work. They're never going to have me. I'm going to make these most outrageous demands. Question is, during the finale, we find out I won't give it away. We find out what the show really thinks about her Mm. and what they really do about the, what they do about those demands. Do they give it to her or do they stab her in the back? Like she's always been stabbed in the back by that, um, by that show. You'll, you'll be surprised by that. Now that happened in the finale. 
that sets off a chain reaction because it feels like the luck is running pretty good in the family because Johnny Rose, as, as well as his team, they get a they get a break. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you how. I'm not even going to tell you who because you saw in the previous couple episodes who you thought it was, but who was it really? They get a break. Oh my goodness, all of a sudden, the trajectory of the family changes. Options are there. Are they back on top again, Critic? Are they actually able to live the lives that they had before? Mm. Well, those are all questions swirling around. And the episode before the finale, we see the family planning like Alexis, like David, to go to New York and they're gonna live but what about David's fiance? Yeah. What about the people of Schitt's Creek? Mm-hmm. What about David's business? And Alexis? Is she really gonna go to New York and not even follow after Ted now that she has means? Mm-hmm. What about Johnny and Moira? Are, are they gonna stay in Schitt's Creek with this newfound mojo that they both have? What becomes of this? Well, in the finale, we find out exactly what each of the Rose family, each of the members decide to do. Now, it is, to me, it was a little bit of a surprise ending, especially for two characters who we see driving off into the West, if you will. They take one look back and boy, there is a surprise. That if you saw the first episode of the series, it reminds you of a a couple of things. I was a little surprised by those two characters kind of driving off. Mm -hmm. Where are they going? Is that all? Is that, are they done with Schitt's Creek? Well, you'll have to watch to find out. We've got um, Alexis, who not only found her new mojo, but also randomly had an opportunity to start her life with a loan from an unexpected character who apparently this whole time has had her own means. I won't tell you who that character is, Mm. but she's had her own means. And so Alexis is given this opportunity to start her new life with new money. Does she take it? Mm. You'll have to watch to see, but I have a feeling Les is going to be okay because she made a decision to do something that I'm very proud of her for doing because she all along has been one of the characters who, if there's any self-preservation, she'll be the one. Yeah. And then that leaves David at the end of this all. David is not only wanting to venture out and go back to New York because that's who he was. Remember, he wasn't living in California with the rest of the family. He was making his stamp known on New York. So he wants to go back. What about Patrick? What about his fiance? Do they make it? Mm-hmm. Do they actually make it down the aisle? Mm-hmm. And if they do, where are they? And pr- first of all, the whole wedding situation, I won't tell you if they get married or not. That whole situation, Moira's outfit. I was about to say, who's officiating if they do get married? <laughs> His mother was officiating. And we'll just say this. Princess Bride. <laughs> Princess Bride, back up. 
Chanel backup, any couture, anything, because that is an outfit and oh a hairdo goodness. for the ages. I oh my goodness, man and wife, man and wife. <laughs> <laughs> so Patrick and David march down the aisle. Do they actually make it? Mm. And if they do make it, how is Patrick going to respond to New York? Right. How is that really going to work out for him and David? Remember, Patrick is born and raised in Schitt's Creek. That's his life. They have a store there. Is there any resolve between these two characters? That might surprise you. Right. It might surprise you. So all in all, I can and it's Stevie this. who David would have oh, to leave oh, behind. Oh. Yeah. And 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 listen, Stevie is not only the partner of Jonathan Rose, but also the best friend of David. So where is she? Because remember, she was after she got the bug, the theater bug. She mm-hmm. was heading off to New York or being a flight attendant. <laughs> she makes some surprising decisions as well. And so Johnny has to sort of sort those things out um, as to what Phoebe's going to actually be doing. And then, of course, you have um, all of the other regulars who are on there. You get to see some of that resolve. But all in all, I will have to say, was this my favorite season of Schitt's Creek? I'm going to go with no. Mm. But even the no is a high bar. I mean... This is a show that not only picked up its steam in its fifth season, but I think this is also a show, and you may agree, that will go down for the ages, that you can always click on and watch and enjoy the amazing performances. Not only the writing was amazing, but the performances was amazing, and it was very succinct. I'm going to miss this show, and I don't think there's a replacement out there for it. Yeah, because the the thing about this show is it's not dependent upon jokes. That's what's going to make it timeless. They have a story and a developing of characters that they did. I agree with you. I think that season six was probably the weakest season, but it was still entertaining. I mean, look, we need this kind of show. You can always go here and just go with them and feel like you're in good hands, laugh. And maybe even people were crying watching some of this stuff. I will say the highlights for me just to end this is always Catherine O'Hara as Morgan. <laughs> wigs or not. And that was her idea to have wigs. If you saw the their the special. special. Yep. Yeah. Like it's so clear that Catherine O'Hara is put her DNA in this character. And they let her, because the levies aren't idiots. Right. So we saw all of that. Just love every moment of her. But I will say that watching Alexis played by Annie Murphy. This season was a joy. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, (laughs) and (laughs) voice over on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you. did with this character. It was just beautiful to watch her grow. And uh, I'm going to miss the show as well. Absolutely. And for those of you who are huge fans of Shits Creek, we do advise you to watch that one hour special where they go through the behind the scenes and it was absolutely a treasure. Now, this was a quick hit, quick bites of series and season finales. You can always catch them really, really quick because this just happened. So you got to rush, rush, rush before they leave the, um, the apps and such. But certainly it's never a dull moment in television, even under these circumstances.